This is the Mile High Five podcast with Carl Jensen and Doug Cunnington. We have authentic conversations about the journey to Phi, health, happiness, and some very odd tangents. We interview Phi experts, side hustlers, people on their way to Phi, and those who have reached the other side. Join us every week, and if you want the show notes and links and all that other stuff, head over to milehighfi.com. Hello, world. Welcome to the Mile High Five podcast. I am Carl Jensen with my co-host. I'm Doug Cunnington. Doug, what are we going to talk about today? This is another grab bag episode, so we're just going to kind of catch up. Um, I recently listened to one of our previous episodes, which I don't do too often, but it is it's kind of fun. You know, I remember things that we talk about because I, I just forget them as soon as we talk about them. I'm like, it's out of my memory, but it was cool and it was kind of entertaining, which is weird to think uh, our conversation is entertaining. But I was like, oh, we haven't caught up in a bit. You've been a little bit busy doing a couple things here and there as you do. And yeah, we're just going to hit a couple topics here from, I don't know what you're talking about, but I have uh, decided to work a little less in certain areas, work a little more in one. And then I have uh, the house to myself right now. Elizabeth is out of town and she has been for about a week. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit. Cool. Yeah. I'd like to hear about that actually. Uh, Yeah. Let's start with you, Doug. So you cut a show from your own podcast. What happened there? Correct. Yeah. So our show, Mile High Fi, we used to do two shows per week. And it was fun. We we actually added the show because we were having such a good time. Then we had some scheduling um, sort of constraints and it was harder to publish two per week. And we just decided, hey, we're, we're going to cut it back to one show. And it was great. It's much easier to do half the work. So I have my other show. It's called The Doug Show. I talk about internet marketing and SEO and affiliate marketing and some stuff like that. And I have been publishing two shows per week for about four years. And initially, I wanted to make sure I was committing and I wanted to do two shows per week and I wanted to make sure I was going to follow through with this. Well, now after four years, I don't have anything to prove, right? I've published hundreds of episodes and I was like, ah, you know what? There's no reason for me to publish another episode. I didn't have any advertising constraints or businesses that were relying on me to publish another episode. So I just decided, hey, I'm I'm just going to do one per week. And it's been great. It's been awesome. Yeah. Less is more. Yeah. And, uh, you know, part part of it, you know, back in the day was... um promoting, trying to promote my brand a little bit more, but I don't need to do that as much. And I could choose just to do less work and do something else that's better instead. So once it hit me, I thought, I'm just going to cancel it. I I thought about it for about three days. And then the great part about working for yourself, I don't have to check with anyone. I was like, I sent out one email, recorded one announcement podcast. It was like, hey, I'm just doing one per week. So, and I think it's actually opened up a little bit of my mind. Um, I have like more creative ideas. I'm not just kind of like on the treadmill of producing content. And then when you rewind to like, you know, last year when we were still doing two shows per week, I was publishing four podcasts per week which is kind of crazy to think about, plus a live stream, plus other YouTube videos. So it's just like a lot of content. 
I really didn't work that much, but I could cut a lot of it out without missing anything. So I recommend it. Work less. Yeah, I, I think you hit on something important there that I can resonate with. I haven't felt too creative lately, and I was actually thinking about it the other day. It's because I've been so busy, I don't have time to be bored. Like uh, I think one of the best things you can do for creativity is put down your phone and just go for a walk, and then your brain will just come up with ideas and throw them at you. Do you experience the same thing, and where do you come up with your best ideas? Yeah, I mean, I think you nailed it, described it really well. When I have a little time to get bored, super helpful. And one great thing is hiking or, you know, walking around and like the scenery is changing. And one thing that I haven't been doing a good job with in the last week or so is I'm, I'm listening to either audiobooks or podcasts, which when you're consuming information, you generally, not always, but you're generally not going to come up with like new ideas and synthesize the things that you have consumed before your mileage may vary you know i know people if they're if they're trying to get ideas and they're like reading books sure you'll you'll get some ideas from it but i find the being bored um, portion of it really important so and then as as far as like where it's at i mean it's it's like idle time it could be like doing dishes or walking georgie the dog driving in the car, right? So I drove out to uh, like Bar Lake to check out some uh, bald eagles the other week and, you know, just driving around listening to music, not a podcast, not anything intellectually um, stimulating. Music can be, but like in a different way. So, you know, that, that really works well for me. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. For creativity, I just like to, uh, I usually try to put my phone on airplane mode so I don't get any distractions from that. Maybe listen to music, but music that doesn't have any words to it. Maybe something uh, like Spanish guitar or uh, some kind of orchestra music and just go for a long walk. And then, yeah, it, it's weird. Like sometimes you come up with a million ideas. Other times your brain doesn't throw anything at you. But it's important to uh, let yourself be bored, I think. Uh, even just driving sometimes too, that'll spur it. Like you turn off the radio and you just, um, yeah, tune out and then your brain will start coming up with shit. It's pretty interesting to see how it works. I wish there was a drug or I wish I knew the precise things to do to make your brain do that. But it's difficult. Sometimes you get in that flow, sometimes not. Yeah. Pretty cool. All right. What's first for you? I, my house update, and this isn't the rental we've been working on. This is our actual house. I have one big major project left, and that is redoing the master bedroom. Uh, it, it's a big job. I decided to totally gut the thing. We are moving everything. The shower is bigger in a different place. The toilet moved. Uh, it's good. We're going to have two vanities in there. Um, and so it's been a pretty big project. We had to replace the window, which was convenient. I took the window out and I threw all the trash out the window, the second story window. Uh, being careful not to hit anything. Uh, sorry, neighbor. I think I might have hit his fence once. And then put the new window in. But I have a funny story. This morning, I was cutting one of the big plumbing lines for the, uh, it's a big drain line for the two bathrooms upstairs. And I had to cut it to integrate my new toilet drain into it. And I thought no one was in the bathroom upstairs. I thought, my kid, yeah, I see the, your face, dog. I see where, where this is going. So so Mindy hears me grab the sawzall and go downstairs. And I plug the thing and I'm just about to cut. She's like, no, hold on. The kid's in the bathroom. I'm like, oh, shit. 
Yeah, so I came close to getting a shower of, uh, yeah, actual shit, but oh, t- didn't happen. Very close call, but I probably would have got pink eye there. Then we would have gone to economy and I would have had, yeah, it, it would have been bad. Is that how you get pink eye? I, I think so. Like that's <laughs> that's one of the ways you can get it. I've never had pink eye. Really? Never? Oh, okay. Yeah, no. I, st- <laughs> I stay away from situations that you just described. How many times have you had it? I think just once, and it was a long time ago, like I was a kid. Okay. It's unpleasant. It's not good. Yeah, yeah. It's really contagious, right? Super contagious. Man. Okay. Well, that's cool. And when you are, you know, replumbing, can you put like an extra big like drain to handle, you know, the kind of shit that you, you're putting out? I maximize the plumbing output. I do everything per code and I go up and beyond code. So it's all vented really well. You have to vent plumbing lines, which is a whole other topic. We'll do that on our, on our plumbing podcast. <laughs> so yeah, I always go above and beyond because that's pretty critical. Once your uh, toilet doesn't work, um, you're out of luck. We actually had that happen. We had a house we were fixing up with one toilet for four people. And then that one toilet did stop working and it wasn't a good situation. It led to, uh, yeah, it was a bad time. Yeah, that's no good. Well, and then the the other house, it's all done, right? Yeah, we still have some landscaping to do. I'm debating pain people. I've got another story around that. Um, so I always knew I wanted to xeriscape it, which means you take out your grass, you put rocks in and water-friendly plants, similar to what you did with your front yard. So I, last year, I turned the, the sprinklers off because I wanted to, to kill the grass. I don't want the grass to grow so I'm there working and I, and I get a knock on the door and this lady's like, excuse me, are you the person who owns this property? And I could tell she was a little bit agitated. I'm like, oh yeah, that that's me. What can I help you with? She's like, well, I have to tell you that it looks like you turned your sprinklers off. I'm like, yeah, that's correct. She's like, well, your sprinklers water the house next door. And we depend on them for our grass or something like that. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And it, it turns out that's actually true. The way the watering system is set up, the previous owner had some agreement to water the neighbor's lawn. I'm like, well, I got to tell you, I'll, I'll work with you as best I can on this, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna xeriscape my lawn. And she looked at me like I was crazy. I don't think she'd ever heard that word before. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna like kill all the grass and tear it out, and and put water friendly plants in there, like rocks. So I will cease to water your lawn when that happens. And uh, I don't think she was too happy about that. But it turns out the neighbor has since decided to xeriscape his own lawn, though. That was actually a family member of him. It wasn't the homeowner himself. So it all turned out good in the end. And I might even pay their landscapers to do mine as well. I'll see how that turns out. Okay. That ended up with a happy ending. Yeah, it was a happy ending. And his house is the same color. I think we're thinking about the same color rocks. So I don't know if we'll have any arguments over what kind of plants we want to do, but... He seems pretty easy going. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's that'll be great if you could both like do it at the same time and yeah. then there won't be, you know, any issue like going over or like certain parts of the yard. They could just like do it the most efficient way possible. Exactly. Oh, that was the other part of this story. So there's been it there was I could tell there was she thought more of his lawn or she thought his lawn was bigger than it was. So I'm like, Oh, that's cool. I'll just find out, you know, how they put the iron pins where mm-hmm. Where the uh, the lawns end. So I looked up the survey and I rented a metal detector and it turns out my house has no iron pins. So I called up a, a company, a survey company. I'm like, hey, I just need to know where the south side of my property is. I need to know where this line is. They're like, yeah, 
we can do it, but we're pretty booked up. We could be out there in three or four months and it'll cost you like $3,000. What? I'm like, that's what I said too. I'm like, like uh, I'll just try to work this out with the neighbor. I know, right? Huh. I've paid like 800 bucks for a whole house survey in the past and they want 3000 to find one property line, but yeah, shortage of workers. If anyone needs a side gig and learn how to become a surveyor. Could you, have you looked into it? Just sort of try to figure it out on your own. Like what would you have to do? Like do some measure, a couple, uh, get a protractor out there. Um, I did. It turns out that the city of Longmont has all of the original surveys online. So I was able to figure out exactly where my lawn started and his ended. So I just would have, if there would have been an argument, I would have gone over there and said, hey, I know my lawn ends here and yours ends here, so I'm going to zeroscape mine and you can do whatever you want with yours. But it turns out it won't come to that, which is always the best solution. Cool. Very nice. Yeah. Doug, what's next for you? So I got a little extra free time because I you know, canceled two of the podcast episodes that I was committing to last year. And I've been really interested in ChatGPT, which is uh, the AI chatbot. And I talked actually with Amberly a few weeks ago when um, she was recording with me. Told her a little bit about it, but yeah, it's been a blast using it for uh, various little tasks. So sometimes I've used ChatGPT to come up with like an outline for show notes for like my podcast and for ours a couple times. Well. You could feed in some information and then it'll synthesize um, an outline for you, which is great. Or even like an intro or something like that. So I've been doing more YouTube videos on that topic area, which is cool because I was sort of, I wasn't burned out on YouTube, but I was uninterested in creating videos that would like serve the algorithm. So I've mainly focused on what I'm interested in for the last couple of years. And it prevents burnout. It's it's actually the smart way to do it. But the algorithm doesn't love you. And, you know, some people watch the videos and it's cool and I, I enjoy it. But the great part is I'm interested in ChatGPT. I'm creating videos and other people are interested. It's like a hot topic right now. So it's been pretty fun playing with ChatGPT. Have you messed around with it? I have. It's been a while. I did it when it first came out and I thought it was impressive, but I, yeah, I just did it that one day and then have not gone back to it, but I should. Have you tried? They released a new version yesterday, I think. Have you tried that yet? Yes. On a limited basis, I didn't try anything like a, a more challenging than what I was doing before. So if we're recording this a few weeks ahead of time. So they released GPT-4, which has like a bigger data set and it's more, uh, it'll do better with advanced commands and chats and prompts and such, but I haven't done anything like overly challenging. So I'm not even sure like where I might try to do that. But, you know, one idea that I have is to kind of bridge together like two ideas instead of me coming up with the idea. So quick example Maybe I say, hey, I want to get an outline where I compare and contrast the ideas from the four-hour work week and deep work, right? So two things that aren't completely related and just see like if it can draw out some of the main ideas and say, the these are similar, these are different, these are how these two books compare. Now, I've, I haven't tried that, but that's the kind of stuff where I'm like, oh, maybe it can do some synthesizing of ideas 
because it has like this vast amount of knowledge. Cool. Does it scare you at all? Like, are you worried about computers achieving consciousness and all that kind of shit? No, no, not really. Okay. No. Are you scared? Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it, it, it's, uh, I think chat GTP took a lot of people by surprise just how good it is. Yeah. I don't think if I had to, if I had to guess, I would say everything's going to be okay, but eh, you never know. Computers could run amok and, uh. They could take us all out. Have you read the White But Why series on that? Or No. Okay. no. Yeah. I, I guess we should make sure we're able to pull the plug on them. But Yeah. That's just unplug good. them. I think that's all you can Take the battery out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's been pretty cool. And if, you know, for the handful of people that are interested or they've paid attention to ChatGPT, like you understand what I'm talking about. For everyone else, I understand. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about, Doug? But for the work that I typically do, it has been pretty cool. And it took me, I don't know, like two or three weeks to like see what it could do, step back and figure out how I can use it. If you're in this sort of content creation space or whatever, like coming up with good YouTube titles or podcast episode titles, it's great. You could just put an outline, say, what's a good title for this that would be clickable on YouTube and you'll, you can get like 25 ideas in like 10 seconds, pick yeah. the best one. So that kind of shit, super helpful. Yeah. The, the future is fascinating. It's going to be, uh, I think all the time about where all this stuff is going to take us. And you think about like autonomous cars, Tesla's whole approach, which differs from everyone else is based on neural nets and artificial intelligence. Then it's not hard coded. The car is figuring out the route for itself and figuring out what to do. Right now, it's not very good at it. It'll probably kill you if you relied on it too much or <laughs> yeah. didn't pay attention. But I suspect this decade they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out, and we'll be driving around, or cars will be driving us around, which would be pretty cool. I was going to ask you how, how far off do you think that is? I follow this one AI researcher, and he said he thinks Tesla will have it pretty much solved by the end of 2024, which is a little bit less than two years from right now. Uh, they would still have to get government approval and all that, but. I think somewhat, and I know Google has changed their approach to neural nets as well, Waymo. Uh, someone will figure it out this decade. It's so hard. There's all the edge cases. You can't be like 99.99% good. You have to be 99.99999% good. Right. It would be cool if there was just a, I don't know, like a planned city where like things were built in and it like knew what to expect. Like all those unknowns would be a little bit easier to interpret, right? Yeah, it'd be super easy then. Oh, man. I think China actually did that in one city where there's beacons and, yeah, all the curbs are defined and all that. So, yeah, we could have it now if that was the case. But Okay. Huh. That, that would be interesting. I'm surprised no one has just done, like, one, like, small town and just, like, have everything automated there. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. A little demo. Huh. Why, why hasn't Elon done that? I don't know. I, I think, like I said, they have actually done that in China. And I think yeah. they're a little bit, uh, here we're very averse to loss of life and maybe they're not as cautious and afraid as Americans are. So they're willing to take a little bit more risk. Yeah. Maybe Elon should have left Twitter alone and maybe built a little city. I don't know. What do you, what do you think of that? What do you, what do you think of how he's uh, dealt with Twitter? Oh, God, that's, uh, yeah, I think he's <laughs> probably making some positive changes to it. I don't, 
yeah, whether or not people should be on there or not, that's, uh, I'm not going to comment on that type of stuff, but Twitter was pretty stagnant for years. They didn't really do anything to it. And I think he's making all his politics, all his political bullshit aside. I think he's made some Mm -hmm. positive changes to it. Uh, I'm not sure how you could make it better. Maybe actually if, uh, like all the assholeness on the internet comes from anonymous people. Uh, did you listen to the latest Lex Friedman podcast where he's interviewing Sam Harris? Uh, not yet. I downloaded it. Uh, there's one funny part in there where he's like, well, Sam, he's like, uh, Sam, I asked the internet for questions I should ask you. And like, <laughs> like Ballsack69 said, Sam, you are an asshole or something like that. If, if people, what if you had had to submit identification to be on these social networks and you had to use your real name? We would get rid of all that jerkiness right there. There'd still be a couple. Some people want to burn everything down, but it, the internet would be a much better place if that was the case. Yeah. So I think he's been probably positive for Twitter, but he himself should probably stay the hell off Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, we can go oh, on and on with that, but we'll move on. So what's what's next for you here? Uh, let's see. Next is I've got some big travel plans. By the time everyone's hearing this, I'll be done with the first trip, which is we're going to go to Economy. I'll see you there, Doug. And we're going to spend like four nights in New York City, which was actually our Christmas present for the girls. We're going to see two shows, which I don't know how to take that. I've never been a fan of musicals before, and we bought tickets for that Hamilton. I think that thing goes on for like three and a half hours, so I might go out of my mind. It's real expensive, too. It's like over 300 bucks a ticket. Wow. I know, right? But we did get the hotel. It's a good hotel and it's free with points. So that is pretty cool. Uh, so that's the first trip. The second one we're taking is my friend, Laura, who's a pretty cool person. She was actually on Pat Flynn. You know Pat Flynn, right? Yeah. Yeah. She was on Pat Flynn for coaching for her business. Uh, she has a place in Kona and we're going to go visit her for a period of time. She's on the big island. Uh, yeah, Kona. And then we're going to go to Kauai for about 10 days, which should be pretty cool. Wow. So how, how long is that total trip to Hawaii? Oh, it's going to be, geez, uh, probably, what is it, we think on the 24th, like uh, almost three weeks. Wow. I know. Nice. So you're, gonna, you're working on your beach body. Yeah, I got I to gotta get in shape right now. I'm nowhere near that. I'll, I'll just be a red lobster, um, skinny fat lobster by the end of my time there <laughs> if I don't turn things around quickly. And then do you... Um do you tan well or like do you get sunburned or? Uh, yeah, I usually do. I use a little bit of sunblock. I, I always sunblock the crap out of myself. I don't want melanoma, but yeah, usually I probably err on the side of getting tan and not burned. Okay. And then are you planning on doing a lot of beach time? Are you hiking a lot? Like, what, Do you know what you're going to be doing? Yeah. So we're going to stay in two different places. You've never been to Kauai, right? Correct. So we're going to stay on the north side, which is close to a famous hiking trail called the Nepali Coast, which is super beautiful. We did it once before, but for a very short amount of time because our kids were younger and complained a lot. Now they're older, but they'll probably still complain a lot. Hopefully we get a longer hike in there. Uh, Yeah, both places are walkable to the beach, which I did on purpose. I hate getting in the car, especially when we're on vacation. So I like walkable locations when you don't have to when everything is within walking distance. Uh, yeah, and so and the second place is on the east side of the island, and uh, again, that's walkable as well. So we probably will just go by the beach, do some hikes, and uh, that's pretty much it. We want to 
relax and not do a whole lot while we are there. How do you budget like the the food and like incremental cost for a trip like that? Yeah, it is expensive and we paid a little bit extra to get an Airbnb so we don't have to eat out all the time. Things do cost a little bit more, but uh, like Kauai, there's a Costco right next to the airport. So we'll stop there first, get a bunch of food. And I would say we don't budget, but we try to be conscious about everything. We'll probably have a couple nice meals out, a couple nice experiences. Like we'll probably go for a helicopter ride, which I've never been on a helicopter before, but seems pretty cool. And that'll probably be like 800 bucks, not cheap for four people. Uh, so yeah, I guess the answer to that is we don't budget, but we try to be thoughtful about our spending. If we go out to eat, we're going to make it a really good, memorable experience or else we'll just default on cooking something really good. but. Um, yeah, staying and doing it ourselves. Nice. That's really cool. And then do you have like more plans for travel like through the year uh, so so far or do you kind of wait a little bit longer? Yeah, I think that's it. We might do a trip to the Midwest just to see people and also because this is a silly reason to travel, but we have all these free hotel nights and they're all about to expire. Oh, I know something we're going to do. Both our girls are going to camp. So Mindy and I will actually have a vacation by ourselves, which is, uh, man, I can't remember the last time we've done that besides like a conference. Um, so yeah, that'll be pretty interesting. We're probably going to head up to Slida or somewhere else in the mountains for like five nights when they, when our girls go away. Nice. That's cool. And then you'll be like, we're going to send them to camp even more. I know. Let's get you in a two week camp. Yeah, girls. How do you like to spend the whole summer? Like, (laughs) how how do you feel about school in Alaska boarding school? All right. Yeah. What's next for you, Doug? Yeah. So Elizabeth is out of town right now. And that actually allowed me to do the 40 um, plus hour fast, which I talk about in the outtake. So stick around for that. Um, But yeah, she went out of town. She's been gone for about a week. She actually gets back today, but kind of cool story, which she hasn't been on this show, but maybe, maybe we'll convince her before too long. So her brother potentially was going to Munich for some business meeting. So she thought, ah, maybe I can go with him or meet up with him rather and just hang out. She has been studying German on like Duolingo for the last couple of years. She had like an Austrian friend who spoke German. So she was learning German for a little while. And then her brother, his company decided they weren't doing that. So he wasn't going to go. But she was already starting to look and plan. And it turns out this time of year is kind of like a low tourist season. So the the flights are not as expensive and it looked like a pretty good idea. She checked with one of her friends that she's traveled with several times. They travel well together and she's always down to hang out or go on a trip even last minute. So Elizabeth just texted her, hey, do you want to go to Munich in six weeks or whatever. Sure. So they planned for about six weeks. She's been there for a little while. Now, it's been fine here. I just I take care of Georgie, which is cool to have, you know, another living being in the house. You know, you don't feel too lonely. And Georgie has a big personality, you know. But we've kind of kept a routine. And I, I realized something. I, I do like routine. But we're going like on the same walk, the same routes. The days blend together. So I realized over these um, now eight days, 
like I can't differentiate like one day from another. I don't really do, um, you know, I, I don't work that much. So like my weekends are pretty much the same as like every other day. So I'm thinking back and I'm like, I can't, I can't distinguish these days. There was one or two days. I actually, I hung out with you, hung out with our other friend, Matt. Uh, Jake was there, a couple other folks, right? So I did a few things, but that one day is the only day that I could distinguish from the other. So I know some of the happiness books that we've been reading lately, so much of the emphasis is about like new experiences and like doing other things like out of the routine, which is tough, right? Because you do like routine, it helps you like eat better, exercise, like sleep habits. A lot of good things come out of the routine. But from a happiness standpoint, like it got kind of stale. So like yesterday or the day before I realized like, oh man, I need to go do something a little bit more. Now, typically if I had that much free time by myself, I would probably like drive into the mountains or like go on a hike or do something unusual. But like just the way the days fell this week, I didn't do any of that stuff other than hang out with you guys for a bit. So been in- it's been interesting. Yeah, do you like uh being by yourself? Yeah, I'm I'm fine with it. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually a bit jealous cuz I think one of the casualties of COVID is a lot of us don't get alone time anymore. Like now Mindy works from home and uh love my wife, love my kids, but there is always someone in the house which is uh I think since COVID I've been alone for an extended period of time, like one time. And I remember, I remember the day I'm like I'm going to throw on like a, I felt like that risky business scene, you know what I'm talking about, where Tom Cruise cranks up the stereo and he's sliding on the floor in his yeah. underwear or whatever. Like, that's what I felt like. I'm like, holy shit, I actually get to like blast my radio and do whatever the hell I want for these like six hours. And it's, uh, yeah, so I'm a bit jealous of you, but yeah, interesting. Yeah. And it goes to, it makes me want to plan trips like you're talking about, even like locally um, or like I'm just making something up, but like I could drive down to Colorado Springs. Like I could have done something like that and just done something a little bit out of the ordinary. And that's only a couple hours away. But I mean, I could have gone to some town around here. And one thing that normally I would have gone out to eat or something like that um, to try a new restaurant or whatever. Here's the thing that's fucked me up. I've been trying to eat healthier. So the thing is, if you go out to eat, like it's probably going to be unhealthy. So, otherwise, I would have eaten out just to get out, experience something new, go to a brewery, blah, blah, blah. In fact, when I met you out at a brewery, I was like, I'm not even having a beer here. I'm going that, I'm that clean right now. I had a beer later, but I'm trying to limit it uh, to a very, very um, aggressive extent. And by the way, have you been drinking much this year? Uh, no, not much at all either. Uh, hardly anything. I, like, I think we've been to the liquor store to buy beer one time and it's, uh, we're in mid-March and that's it. Uh, yeah. And this yeah. weekend I was thinking we'll be at economy. What's your plan for that as far as alcohol intake? I actually, this is a good way to commit. I want to drink way less than I did last year for sure, but I don't know. I need to quantify it. Otherwise I will just fucking drink everything all the time starting in the morning. You know, I can do that unfortunately. So it may be like two beers per day, like something pretty aggressive. I know we're going to go to a brewery, 
but I may, a lot of places have like a non-alcoholic option or something like that, but I may, um, I may just say, Hey, I'm just having two and see how it goes. But yeah. Do you have a plan? What's your deal? Yeah. I was thinking a little bit about it. I think I might stay dry for the first two nights, Friday and Saturday, and just have maybe a couple when we go to Rheingeist for the event. Okay. That could be a good option. And I mean, the thing that went off the rails last year, <laughs> then we'll wrap it up. I thought we were just going to have a chill day on on the Sunday. Oh, I remember this. And then I think we had, we're like, oh, we're going to start having a couple beers. Like we're just going to meet downstairs at like, it was like two in the afternoon. Yep. And then we started drinking and I, like when we first got there at Economy, let me rewind. I went next door to the Target and I got like, a, like two, I got a case and a half of beer for us too, which is way too much beer for like the four days we were there. And uh, we left with none. Like we drank all, the, I mean, I shared some beers, of course, but basically we started drinking at like two in the afternoon. And then I think we had a little bit of dinner, but not really. Just more and more people started hanging out. And then we ended up going to a brewery after that, right? Yes. Yeah. And then I pounded a couple beers there and then kept drinking after that. Yeah. I went to bed and you, you, uh, you forged ahead. I raged on. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was fun. It was super fun. But um, yeah, not going to do that again. Yeah. We had to eat at Waffle House the next morning. It was. Uh, yeah, it was. It was rough. So you may go dry and then just have a couple beers on, on the last day. Yeah, I think so. If I have one on the previous days, it'll be very minimal. Maybe one. Maybe that uh, our mutual friend Boulder Steve brought some non-alcohol thing to the one of our HQ events. And I thought that one was actually pretty decent. Did you have a chance to try that one? Yeah, that's right. It was actually, a, it's a German brewery. I can't remember which one, but yeah, it was a legit, it tasted like a, a decent lager. Yeah. I think it was Edinger maybe. Is that a? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Cool. So maybe we could figure that out. And then, I mean, one thing that I know I'll probably cut out, which will be a little bit sad, but I'm getting old now. There was a bar that everyone went to like after the parties and stuff. And that was open until whatever, two or three in the morning. And it's just loud. And I mean, we're just drinking more. And I remember, I think you walked in, you had one beer and then you, you jetted after that, which was smart. But I would stay until they closed, yeah. stuff like that. Or like our friend Kyle, I think he hung out for a long time too. Yeah. So he'll be there again, right? Yeah. yeah. Kyle's going to be there. Cool. All right. Anything else? On the horizon here. Yeah, I guess one last final thing I'll wrap up with, and this probably needs an episode to itself, is I really look forward to actually retiring. I've talked about this a little bit before, but now I can see the finish line. I've started this final big project in our house, and it's going to be kind of weird just not having all these uh, things hanging over my head, all these projects to do. Like Our master bathroom project is pretty big. If I would have paid someone to do this, it probably would have been and this is factoring Colorado prices into it, probably thirty dollars or $40,000 for this job. It's a big job, but I'll be done with it in a couple of weeks. And uh, yeah, then that's going to be it. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with myself. Probably actually work a little bit harder on this podcast and uh, some other secret plans that we've talked about, which we'll divulge in a future episode. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, we can actually put together an episode. Like we could have a retirement party for you. That'll be funny. Yeah. Retiring from retiring? I don't know. <laughs> That's a bad word. 
All right, cool, Carl. We'll catch you on the next one. And uh, yeah, we we didn't talk about buy me a coffee, but if you want to support the show, we'll put a link in the uh, description there. Thanks for listening to the show. That was the Mile High Five podcast, and I'm Doug Cunnington, the Balder host, and Carl Jensen is the cool, sexy one. If you dig the show, please do three things for us. Number one, tell a friend, a family member, an enemy about the show. We really don't care who you tell. Maybe forward them a specific show that you know that they will like. It's the single most helpful thing that you can do to spread the word. It's like giving us a virtual high five and uh, actually we don't give high fives in, in person. So the virtual kind's pretty good. And more importantly, your friend or family member or even your enemy will appreciate the fact that you were thinking of them. Number two, make sure you're following or subscribed on your podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, YouTube, whatever you're using. And that way you won't miss a show. And number three, please leave us a rating and review. We read them on the show occasionally, and you might hear yours out there on an upcoming episode. Quick disclaimer, this show is not financial or legal advice. I'd actually be surprised if it sounded like it. It's really just for entertainment, and that's at least what we're hoping for. But seriously, get advice from professionals. Carl and I are just two guys with microphones that sit in my basement and talk. So we'll catch y'all next week. Carl, we um, haven't recorded in a little while, so we often catch up about our our workout routines and stuff. And one thing that I'll open it up, uh, this is more health related. So I actually did a 44-hour fast last week, and it was great, a little challenging. There were a couple times when I was like, I sure would love to eat, but like mentally my mind was in the right place, so it was never a struggle. Um, Elizabeth is actually out of town, so it was very easy for me to like just not eat anything. And just like you said, uh, maybe 30 hours in, uh, I was sleeping, but I got cold. Like I, I could tell that I, and I'm normally a warm sleeper, but I woke up and I'm like, I am chilly. I'm going to turn the chili pad up a little bit. I um, thought it was a great experience. I may do like a, a 40 whatever hour fast, 36 to 40, maybe like once a month or something. It was great. Yep. I noticed that exact same phenomenon. I had to turn my chili pad off for way up because, yeah, I woke up freezing as well. Was 44 hours your planned duration or did you just decide to cut it then? 48 or 44 was the planned duration because of the time that I ate and I didn't want to eat a lot of food like too close to bedtime. So basically I like had dinner one night didn't eat the full next day and then ate like a early dinner at like three or four in the afternoon. Okay. What's the longest you think you would do one for? Would Elizabeth ever do one with you or? I would, I would potentially stretch it out to 72 hours, but I would want to maybe see a little bit more data, more studies on like the benefits of 48 versus 72. So I think I dropped maybe like a percentage or two or a percent or a percent and a half of like body fat, like not just the next day, but like after a couple of days of eating. So I, I could actually tell the difference. Okay. Wow. Um, but I may not, I may not go much farther than that just because I love eating. Yeah.
it, it's hard with other people in the house. That's my struggle. I would like to do longer fast, but then there's always other people eating. Mindy's a good cook, so I smell. It's uh, very difficult. Our, my kids get very angry when they see me doing food experiments too. You should be eating breakfast. I'm like, nah, I don't do that. Da, da, da. So, yeah, yeah. And it was, um, yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, so do you have a plan to do more fasting? Uh, not right now. Maybe if the family leaves, if I'm left to my own devices, I would definitely do it again. I think it's uh, fascinating. The whole part about being cold is kind of interesting too, because your body is probably going a little bit slower at that point, which might be a good thing for, uh, I'm just purely speculating here, but if your body's not doing as much, maybe less wear and tear on your body, maybe you're extending your lifespan a bit if you did this regularly. But, uh, it is supposed to be good, you know, and there's uh, some notable, um, I guess, like pre-cancerous uh, benefits, you know, not a health podcast, go read the studies, but like doing the prolonged fasting apparently is good to sort of like uh, promote autophagy, I think is the term, right? Yep. So- all right, cool. Maybe we could do that together sometime. We'll go on a road trip where we just don't eat anything. We just drive around. Yeah, be that super could be kind of fun. Cranky. We'll snipe at each other. <laughs> yeah, that, that's like a nightmare. We're just hangry the whole time. 